This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Gamefly, and you listeners can go to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime to get started with a free 30-day trial. Laser Timers, uh, here with another musical episode for you. Hi, everybody. Welcome. I'm Chris. How's everybody doing? Who else is with us? Uh, I'm Dave the Waffle Man. <laughs> I am a kiss from a J. Kiss <laughs> from a J. Um, you know, I, I wanted to get, I had some like cheesy radio stings because um, part of this episode was inspired by the fucking radio. Yeah. I just wanted to prove we cursed in the show. Welcome to Laser Time, the internet. Shit. 20th leading pop culture show. We have Ding slid dong. over no. Christmas. We're the only people. We should have done who, that podcast with a dead body. We, we should. Have, <laughs> I, I had a whole thing planned. We're going to do 90 hours of podcast with dead bodies, <laughs> and we could have put it out. And uh, this is going to be so late for that. Yeah, to make any sense. <laughs> Uh, but this is something loosely inspired. Well, I think it was Davey shot me the idea. I was at some bar, heard a song on the radio. I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. this song had origins that are not. And I, I mean, and I, I was, I because we're all big pop culture nerds here, uh, and we usually take a topic and we ramble about it. And this is going to be a little lighter. Mm-hmm. But uh, my flight got canceled. My connecting flight got canceled, so I had to rent a car and drive. And we're in San Francisco. I never drive, meaning I never hear the radio. Never hearing the radio, FM and satellite, like. You, I think you spit the idea into the feed with like soundtracks that outlive outlive their films, yeah, or are more famous in their films, yeah. and like the radio is clogged with this shit. There's like, and there's like no remnant <laughs> of what this is. Like it's being played on FM radio is like a sea of things from the last thirty years. Yeah. You would have no idea this is an official theme song from a movie, and we're gonna go through. A bunch of those, as many as we can within an hour. Yeah. And, uh, and and just some of this is really great because when we start talking about shit we grew up with, it has a dope music video. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that that's, a, that's another thing that's kind of central to when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, movies had soundtrack mm-hmm. songs that would be played on the radio, but were also kind of exclusive to the movie. And I don't feel like that happens as much mm-hmm. anymore. Like yeah, a, gonna... a, big, a big movie either has like a Hans Zimmer style score. Yeah. Uh, Marvel movies, I can't. I couldn't hum a any tune from any of their movies if you put a gun to my head. Uh, I guess I can't either. Yeah, and it's either that or it's either that or it's a I got movie Avengers. A movie uses a song from that we've all heard a million times before. That that yeah, where it's a stock song. And I was gonna say, I was also like happy to do this for Christmas. I got on vinyl the Baby Driver soundtrack, which is drip literally driven by music, but. I think there's, there's one new song. Yeah. I think uh, Run the Jewels. Am I slow? <laughs> kid, sl- is he slow? Is that like Kid <laughs> Kid Koala? Yeah. Was he slow? <laughs> I think the closest we have now to that thing you were talking about, Dave, yeah. is like when a Disney movie comes out, you can tell they already know what the big the big Let It Go single is, mm-hmm. and then they'll like yeah. re-record it with a popular artist mm-hmm. for like the uh-huh. album version. Man, it's and no one ever gives a shit. They did just do it with Coco. There's a did Remember they? Me. Yeah, there's a some famous person did Remember Me, and it's like, I'm never going to listen to this. There's four yeah. versions of it in the movie. Oh, some famous YouTuber with the sides of his head shaved. <laughs> God, probably. Crooning the hell Fashy. out of that song. <laughs> um, but this is always the greatest example that we love bringing up, so we're going to yeah. rattle it out up the well, top. Well, you can either, I mean, you can either start it from the beginning of the song, or you can start it with the uh, custom intro that's designed for the movie. Like right here? If you go all the way back to the beginning, you can hear the movie. Power. I am the... All right, state your name and power. to Dane Cook. I am the Waffler. With my griddle of justice, I bash the enemy in the head, or I burn them like so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Next. 
Okay. Uh, I am pencil head. Oh, Jones? Hold on. <laughs> Hold the fucking phone. <laughs> so I haven't seen this in a long time. Yeah. But we're not going to tell you the movie yet. Mm. Is that Joel McHale and... No, that's not Joel no, that's McHale. that's Doug okay. Jones. Yeah. Doug Jones. That's Doug Jones. Dean Cook fish. into Doug Jones yeah. in an interview with Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, Kel Mitchell, and Bill Macy. Yeah. And Pee Wee Herman. And Pee Wee Herman and Hank Azaria. Again, <laughs> 90s kids will know what's coming, but like, <laughs> never forget. Here we keep Greg going. Greg gets and uh, burned. And I am son of Pencilhead. We erase crime. Two generations of... <clears throat> right. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'd say there's potential... Somebody told me the word. I, al- <laughs> I always forget Smash Mouth All Star debuted as a single on the Mystery Men soundtrack. Pre Shrek. It's, it's the Shrek song. Is it pre Shrek? Yes. Oh, pre-Shrek. sorry, sorry. Yes. Of course it's pre Shrek. When they put it in Shrek, it was a placeholder for when they were animating that intro when he kicks the door open. And they were like, we'll pick a different song. This song's old. And then they it ended up going platinum again because they <laughs> left it in. I remember, that's right, because if you tweet at Smash Mouth to make fun of them for having a Shrek song, okay, real man. before that, there's a Mystery Men song. <laughs> yeah. They were like, we were already famous. Stop it. We're not the Shrek people. I know we, we talked about Mystery Men recently. Oh, Jesus Christ. This video is insane. And, out, and it, it is. It's tied to Mystery Men. It's them doing dude, so it's much like, super heroic stuff. Yeah, Ben Stiller's in the fucking video. Which, I get, like, it, this is Look at that, more than almost any mo- movie in this mm-hmm. entire list. Like, mm-hmm. I had such high hopes for Mystery I Men. Could- could not wait for Mystery Men. Yeah. I was in love with William H. Macy from uh, yeah. Boogie Nights. I loved Ben Stiller and the world was not on, yeah. like, totally on Ben Stiller's side at that point. Loved Janine Garofalo. Pee Wee Herman yeah, being allowed it, like, to come out. Yeah, big return. Yeah. And to Hank a far Azaria. lesser extent, uh, Kel. Yeah. Uh, who we thought was going to be the big star of the duo. Well, you know, uh, when Keenan got on SNL, mm-hmm. apparently, this is a bit of an urban legend. I think this is a story that Kel started. Uh, no, they, I, Lauren's I, choice was between the two of yeah. them. They both they both uh, had auditions. We can only have one urban performer. We need one urban <laughs> right now. I'm stealing an SNL joke to make fun of SNL. <laughs> Look at me go. But, but the, this is, but that was before the time when they would just hire straight up hire entire comedy teams. To so, yeah, but show. it's like there's Good no neighbor, one listening yeah. who hasn't seen footage from Smash Mouth's All-Star, thanks to the wonderful internet. Yeah. That meme is probably retired <laughs> at, at this point in 2018. But you forget that it has like this star-studded cast. Yeah. Oscar nominees like are in the beginning to intro So it. you watch it now. Like I probably didn't realize that a kid, but the lead singer Smash Mouth mm-hmm. is just like green-screened into that scene. Yeah. And when they're saying... That person has potential. They're talking about Jeanine Garofalo. Yeah, that, well, it's just a scene from the movie. It's yeah. uh, it's it's waffler. Ninety percent a scene from the movie, and then they just tack in that okay. guy, the main Smash Mouth. Singer. They didn't actually bother to start in the video. I'm discounting this. But yeah. then the video part of it is an amazing '90s video where everything's green and neon, yeah. and yeah. everything looks like, like a uh, Edward Scissorhands neighborhood in a suburb. Yeah. That, yes. Exactly. That's, that's it's what every '90s yeah. video is. Uh, but then that later on went on to be on the album Astro Lounge, uh, mm. which <laughs> is. Uh, an album I listened to a lot as a kid. <laughs> I know. And I recently went back. I can't see it as anything other than like a tramp stamp, that album Dude, cover. It looks so yeah, awful. It's rough. <laughs> it that whole so album is rough. Although, uh, Deep Cut, check out mm. Radio. Listen, to, We put it in an episode recently. No. <laughs> no, I won't. I will not be list- I will not go any deeper than Smash That's Mouth. That should be the famous one because Walking on the Sun sucks. All Star <laughs> is just too much of a meme to really listen yeah. to. Not, not after we played that cover a, a few months ago of their cover of Under Pressure by Queen <laughs> David Bowie. I will never forgive Smash Mouth for anything. Uh, but it's their why can't we be friends? Cover is pretty good. I, no, it's not. <laughs> it really isn't. And why are they more? Why do they have why more covers than they do original songs? Fuck Hanging this out band. with my friends because Dreamers wow. kept giving them money. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh my god. Have you heard that the no music uh, cut? Yes. Yeah. It cracks me the fuck up every single time. That's like I the real like studio master yes. of him doing that, and it's just him well, like. 
Ow! Exactly. Hey, my friends. Wow. Well, Hanging out with my friends. Just fucking narrating like Batman sound effects. <laughs> Ziff. Fam. Pap. Yeah. Fap. Mint. Yeah. <laughs> Mint. Uh, That's really more radioactive, man. Um, oh, boy. But there's there's so many of these. Yeah, I put a yeah. billion in there. And I remember, I, I'm playing one that Dave sent. I saw this movie with the Rift Tracks crowd. Hmm. And we were already laughing oh. both at the Rift Tracks guys and a lot at the movie's <laughs> expense. When this montage came up, I think everybody forgot this is where this song debuted. Did I say the film was Daredevil? Yes. I was going to guess it. <laughs> film was it debuted in that? It, Remember that that, yeah. album, that soundtrack was pretty big. I mean, I don't want to speculate. I did research into a couple of these, but Evanescence seems like the most manufactured band in the universe. <laughs> like, like teaming up a white rapper with a real singer. Uh, I have to imagine they cut a demo for this they didn't have an album yet Mm -hmm. they had this song and now it's speaking of internet memes this is now like Kylo Ren's de facto theme song (laughs) here it is oh (laughs) I can't hear this without picturing like a video of Goku powering up Like oh, as, as far as enemy music videos go, like this has to be yeah, one of the top I can't, five. I can't this, listen to the song and the bodies at the floor. Yeah. I can't th- hear the song and not think of like Aerith dying. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! But it is very Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Like this is, it is. basically Manhattan or wherever. And like Ben Affleck's like not in the video. I don't think no. so. Um, but it the, is. It's just very in the movie. It's Electra fucking up all those sandbags. It's the one that comes out with Daredevil's face. It is ridiculous. That in the movie with the riff tracks got a much bigger reaction from the audience than any joke they made about the movie that this yeah. song existed sincerely in a modern movie and then they because uh, this album was pretty popular and pretty big I remember at the time a lot of people owned it who didn't care about Marvel Comics or whatever and then they tried to do it the either the next year or the year after that mm-hmm. with the uh, Tom Jane Punisher movie with all the like Godsmack music and <laughs> stuff really I had that soundtrack I mean, my, sucks my, my favorite superhero soundtrack song has to be uh What's his nuts from Nickelback and then what's his nuts from Saliva? Oh yeah, Hero. singing it, about Hero. Yeah. Yeah. I think you brought up once that it's a great karaoke. It's an song, amazing karaoke. Anybody can sing like <laughs> Dude, that. Her, I want to do a whole listening episode <laughs> just about Spider-Man One and Two soundtracks because cool. I don't think I've listened to any oh, albums so as much. Good. Those are good. Soundtracks. They're crazy. The uh, dashboard. Uh, and yeah, you're a fan of some forty-one and dashboard confessional. <laughs> the strokes oh, are in. Uh, I think they're either in. <laughs> Spider-Man 1 or 2 and it's like wow the I think it's two. Are in a movie soundtrack Spider-Man 1 is a bit more of a stock yeah. soundtracky mm-hmm. album Spider-Man 2 they're going for a tone and a feel yeah. that's in that movie mm-hmm. that people complain about yeah. like why is it all emotional and I was like have you ever read a comic book yeah. comic I, books I are soap t- operas I can tie that in because I didn't know this about this song until well, we but, did uh, one other th- like if you go looking for these videos I think I feel like Evanescence had Daredevil footage in it and the they version on YouTube it. had it the taken Vivo out version. the Vivo one has to cut yeah. it out and this is all I think you're right some of this stuff is some we'll make fun of it but is the most beautifully shot or well animated crap all confined to like 240p or whatever, <laughs> whatever the fuck MTV broadcast in? Uh, speaking of Spider Man, we'll get to other real superhero soundtracks. I associate this song with that movie, but a Talking Simpsons revealed that it's actually a theme. It's actually written specifically for a movie. Oh. Raindrops are falling on my head. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, right? It is. It debuted in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid in 1969. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it. I know it from The Simpsons, and I know it from Spider-Man 3, 
two. Wait, that's the, that's the mopey scene. Yes. yes. No, it's the scene when he's happy now. Oh, that's right. It's the scene when he's giving up on being Spider-Man and he's fixing his bike and he's that's hanging right. out with uh, across the street skinny, sexy lady. <laughs> we we had been threatening to revisit those hall. in a Monday Night Movie, which you can get on uh, Patreon.com/LaserTime. Well, and I think I think this counts in a modern context. But Maddie, why don't we go out with this mm-hmm. and talk a little about uh, James Bond? Because I did hear this on the radio, and I was shocked oh, this, by that. This got huge play because at the time. normally Won an Oscar songs from James Bond soundtracks don't outlive their movies very long. Well, I mean, they're also very intrinsically tied to every movie since they're usually the title yes. of the movie. There's two major examples, mm-hmm. and we also have the other one. Yes, but we list. will get to that as soon as we get back. Take us out, Adele. Folks, today's episode is brought to you by Gamefly, Netflix, but for goddamn video games. And you lucky folks can go to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime to get a 30-day free trial and check out the 8,000 games that Gamefly has to offer. Yeah, Gamefly's got tons of stuff and all the new stuff you might be on the fence about buying. Monster Hunter World, Sea of Thieves, Burnout Paradise Remastered, Shadow of the Colossus Remastered, Kirby Star Allies, or one of my personal favorites, Bayonetta. They got them all there. You make yourself a queue and they send them right out to you. Keep the games for as long as you like, send them back in self-addressed envelopes. You don't have to pay for postage. Right now you can get started with a planet for as low as $9.50 for the first three months. And remember, Gamefly also has movies. Oh my goodness. If you bought a, ever bought a game and been disappointed, Gamefly is a great way to not only try new games, but to save a ton of money on buying the bad ones. Gamefly for a whole year is basically the cost of two or three games, and you have access to every game. So why not give Gamefly a shot? And remember, you can get a 30-day free trial by going to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the LazerTime crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the LazerTime network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, See exclusive videos first and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. No, that, that's part of like I compliment. You're one of the smartest people I know, and I thought I thought of you today. I reached out to you today because I woke up to just like my Monday John Oliver clip about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, and I it's one of those things like I feel like I know something about, but I don't know enough about. But maybe that's the point. I know a little about it, and that is kind of the point. I don't know a lot about it. I, I'm kind of of the... I, I sort of believe, I really hope that this ends before I have to find out more about it. That's how <laughs> I feel about crypto. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Coming in with some Paul McCartney and Wings, or just Paul McCartney? Uh, I think it's just the Paul McCartney. This, you nailed it, because I was like, what's the James Bond song that gets the most play? Because I swear I heard the Chris Cornell song, like, five years later on the radio. Uh, that pretty, song, you still hear it a little bit, but it's... And it's I called think You it's, Know My Name or yeah, something like that? I think that. it's pretty tied to that movie, though. But this Live and Let Die is still on my parents' classic rock stations, mm-hmm. like, every fucking I've, day. I've karaoke the shit out of this song. Uh, I love this song. I actually enjoy this movie a lot more than most I people. Tell you, I mean, I don't know a lot about a lot of Bond movies, but, like, Living Like Die, I couldn't tell you which Bond that is. It's the exploitation one. It's the oh. one that's a exploitation movie. Oh, that's where you get Paul McCartney to write a song. <laughs> he's dropped Bond in. But the... So do you know the story behind the song? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the... the is producer, a Bob Dylan song? The... 
This no, 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 sorry, no, 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 no. This is original Paul McCartney. The producers, uh, I think, I think the Broccoli's at the time went to Paul McCartney, like went to his house, and we're like, we want you to write this song. Can you write a song for this? It's called Live and Let Die. They probably didn't know anything else about the movie at the mm-hmm. time. And Paul McCartney's like, yeah, I can do that. They leave. He sits down at his piano, writes this song in like minutes, and then he's like, I better wait a few days before I tell him. <laughs> so he waits like days to call them, and be like, hey, I wrote that uh, song. I do that with business emails. I don't want to seem too eager. Exactly. That's what. But he, he doesn't. Want but also, to like, think, I didn't want to let them know it took me four minutes. Yeah. He didn't. Song. He didn't want them to think he just pooped it out. Yeah. But it's one of the fucking yeah. best songs ever. It's uh, until the reggae breakdown, which uh, and that's I never listened to much Wings, and I forget where I was doing it, but like how. You can hear it in bands on the band on the run, the one that gets played on the radio a bunch. Mm-hmm. All their songs are like, com- there's like two completely different musical numbers in each <laughs> song. It's really annoying. The reggae breakdown of this uh, gets blamed on Linda a lot, Linda mm-hmm. McCartney. I don't know how true that is. But I think people I, want to blame like uh, the Beatles' love interest for everything that went <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's always them. the woman who ruins everything to do with the Beatles. <laughs> Uh, uh, but, but then it was famously covered uh, Guns by and Guns Roses. and Roses, where uh, he yells, "Give me some reggae!" In the, in the cover. <laughs> I never knew why that was. I've never heard the song because <laughs> of the in its entirety. Uh, but "Live and Let Die," uh, the song rules. It, it the movie's has, worth watching. It has to be the most famous, the most still played Bond theme. If I would put it, I think it's the top. I think we can all sort of hum Goldfinger, but you don't hear them the fucking yeah. radio. Yeah, it's, I'd say it's like this Goldfinger, Skyfall, mm-hmm. are like the biggest. Ones. I was trying to remember the Madonna song. I tap dance from? like a scorpion. I just remember Mac O'Reilly singing it. <laughs> wow. I know Brett had a real hard on for the one that uh, Duran Duran did one, I think. Yes. View to a Kill. Yeah, yeah View to a mm-hmm. Kill. Also a terrible, awesome movie. Yeah. You did mention black exploitation. I didn't know if we should include this, but <laughs> I, I think, think it's so. appropriate. Who's the black private dick that's a sex machine doll? Oh my god, I forgot they did a new one. <laughs> You're damn right. I love this song. Wait, so, did he re-record this at all? It sounds exactly like the old one. No, you're looking know. at a, Dave's looking at a video oh, from the Oh, so someone new made that video. I'm What's sure Isaac they did a new one. But the, 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 what, Truck Turner. Who does the... Did someone redo the theme? There the is a movie? redone version oh, for the soundtrack. I'm the but one it's still who, Isaac Hayes. I saw this twice in theaters because mm-hmm. somewhere along the lines I fell in love with Shaft but I was really trying to think because this is even weirder for if we're talking soundtracks that outlived their movies because of the Simpsons, Lisa and yeah. Bart singing it in karaoke, I heard this song before I ever knew what Shaft was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the, if you grew up in the 90s, with the 70s was hilarious. This was a huge it was It was just referenced constantly. Yeah. Shut your mouth. But I'm just talking about Beavis Conan and O'Brien. Butthead. <laughs> uh, I can and, take it. And I, I can take it, yeah. And like it, it, it was fucking everywhere. Yeah. But no, I would challenge... Name another character in Shaft, anybody listening. You can't do it. <laughs> is Coffee your in daddy? Shaft? No, Coffee is not in Shaft. That guy's daddy, although I forget who he was and what he did. <laughs> that's Kindergarten Cop. What? Isn't that? No. That's not from Shaft? <laughs> no, it's not from Shaft. <laughs> I thought that was in the remake. The Rich, Richard Roundtree classic, uh, the first of the Shaft trilogy, um, followed by Shaft's big score and Shaft Goes to Africa. I could be getting the order wrong. <laughs> Was there a real movie? This is a real big thing in yeah. the '70s, a black exploitation genre. I would, I'd say probably the highest because it had major studio support, and the soundtrack is really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's no Superfly soundtrack. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, but Although to me, uh, Richard Roundtree is always the star of Q, the Winged Serpent. What is, gonna, the fuck is that? It's a crazy movie about Quetzalcoatl. Oh, in the '70s. Uh, you don't love him from Congo? <laughs> is he in Congo? Yeah, I think he's in Congo. I watched yeah. that pretty recently, and that movie is weird and hard to follow. Yeah, we streamed the game recently, but we're, we're talking people about. Um, Soundtracks that outlived their their films, and I don't even know. Somebody schooled me on it last time, but um, 
the soundtracks aren't as a big a deal as they used to be. They, there's this one big promotional vessel for a movie. So there would be like, I would say maybe up to a million dollars put behind mm-hmm. producing a video and getting it circulated. Yeah. It used to be um, like every movie had a soundtrack out there. It, now it, it's it like did. the movie does well and then they put out well, the soundtrack. I, I think the first example they brought up, and it, it was valid, the, the Wiz Khalifa song from Fast and the Furious 7. Um, at the end, see you again. I think it. it uh, I can't it, hear that. It makes me want to cry. I know. I, but I think <laughs> I didn't like. I can only picture Paul Walker looking back at Vin Diesel. It, it has. I think it's in the top ten of most viewed YouTube yeah. videos of all time, well, and that they definitely used that movie as a launching I, pad I, I for think that, that song. Was, that song was out for a while. Before I thought it the was movie. too. I yeah. thought I'd heard that song before, but again, didn't do any research yeah. on that because I don't care. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I do care about this. This I think is fucking. Nuts. This is what kind of inspired. Well, I think we talked about this episode idea once or twice. Mm-hmm. And then I heard this song at a bar while on holiday break, mm-hmm. and it just like snapped to get in my head. Like, oh yeah, this song. Literally, they talk about the movie in the song, but you forget about that because it's like a great Destiny's Child song. Regardless, wow. <laughs> I don't remember them talking about the movie. Oh, they they they'll get to it. didn't get this song by yeah. now. <laughs> it's because it's from the film Charlie's Angels. Yes, Destiny's Child and Independent Women. Here, here, here comes, they're going to sing it in a second. Alright, here it comes. I forgot about that. Oh my my god. God. I mentioned it in the song, but it's like, oh, it's about independent women, not this long forgotten two movie franchise. So that's what you heard in a bar? Yeah. I was just saying, independent women. Yeah. I mean, this really brings the ladies on the dance floor. Dude, she she name checked everybody who should be dancing right now. All the mamas making money. Have you guys watched the first Charlie's Angels in the last like 15 years? No, 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 no. Did you like it? That movie's like, I don't a, hate it's it. like an underrated action. I don't hate movie, it. Right? Crispin Glover's kind of an awesome bad He's guy. He's cool in it. Mick G directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't uh, Crispin Glover's in it? Yeah, Crispin yeah. Glover's Tom the bad Green. guy. <laughs> Tom, Tom Green is. Tom Green was is it, isn't that the second one? I think it's in both of them. Oh, yeah, both of them? it was during the brief period where he was mm-hmm. dating Bru- Drew Barrymore. What is it? Is it Sam Rockwell? Yes. Isn't it? Okay, yeah. Yes. Uh, movie, and you, know you can see Final Fantasy VIII. The only version of the two player mode. Two player mode with a new Drew Barrymore falling down a mountain. Holy crap. This did happen. This is in the movie. But I, I do want to ask. But also, watching this video, it's like, they should just do redo Charlie's Angels, but have all three members. With of the Destiny Child. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Although, yeah, so this this shocked my memory of a scene I forgot about. Is Cameron Diaz dancing on the set of Soul Train the worst thing that ever happened to black people? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's got to be up there, right? It, it does. It is symbolic of white people out of control. <laughs> yeah. uh, I do have another one, because when I was in a bar, this is definitely white people out of control. Uh, somebody brought this up. I'll, I'll give credit to my buddy, uh, Melendez, or Spicules, if you've heard him <laughs> on the show. His name, not mine. Um, but he brought this one up, a soundtrack that's super, super forgotten, that it, a song that's super forgotten that it was related to a movie that I heard on the radio. <laughs> that is uh, Ghetto Superstar by Pros featuring Maya and Old Dirty Bastard. Um, we've all heard this song before, have we not? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from the fucking movie Bullworth. The Which war- is about a rapping politician, right? Mm. Uh, it... 
This song, this song is not embarrassing at all, but Warren Beatty's rap is. Yeah. And like this, this movie is so forgotten, so forgotten. Remember how controversial you thought it would be? Because it, it the trailers like, yeah, it's this white guy who gets hit on the head and thinks he's black or some I shit. I mostly just remember the poster. Uh, oh, the poster was beautiful. Was yeah, that was a, cool like a Ralph Steadman poster? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. But like, yeah, I definitely got a clip of Warren Beatty rapping to show you okay. how bad it could have been. Money, big money, big money. Really real. The name of our game is Let's Make a Deal. Now people got the problems, the haves and the have nots, but the ones that make me listen pay for 30 second spots. 30 seconds. Yeah. 30, 30 seconds. You tell me if you want to hear any more of this, because I have no idea well, how far well, you go. Well, 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 well. <laughs> Rapping baby. I'm here you to did say well a lot. <laughs> I love Dick Tracy in a major way. <laughs> Is that Samwise Gamgee? Wells Fargo and Citibank, you're really very dear. Loan billions to Mexico and never have to fear, because taxpayers, taxpayers, take it in the rear. Take it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> the nine, y'all missed the nineties so goddamn much. This the, is what it was like. But th- uh. this song has. I don't know, like, try not to think that it's involved with the movie Bullworth, because it might not happen otherwise. Because that was, like, honestly, during this period, the late 90s, it was a really cool way to, like, put different hip-hop acts, excuse me, people who didn't play instruments, on one track together. Because you you don't get, like, super groups of rock bands, but, like, this is a pretty cool track. You see this on the... Oh, this song's great. That great uh, MTV behind-the-scenes thing on the movie awards or whatever that, like, ODB was so fucking drunk that he, he wandered over the pyrotechnic and there's this moment where like Proz just like grabs him by the back of the neck right before this thing explodes under his body whoa and uh yeah hopefully that clips out there on the internet I recently we need you know, more ODB in our lives while we're talking about nostalgia and mm-hmm. viewing parties and stuff I went back and watched a bunch of MTV Movie Awards segments as mm-hmm. I do every like five years Man, they are ridiculous. They're, they're like, wonderful. Would, yeah, it's like the best example of like the the uh, death rattle of television is like watching the excess and the money that was poured into those to have Jimmy Fallon host it. But even at the time, like like MTV had every young person's number, everybody between like fourteen and thirty four, and like mm-hmm. so everybody showed up to those things at that time. The best music acts. Comedians would come on and do insane things. Why it was hosted by Dennis Miller, that doesn't seem very Ben Stiller would come on and do amazing yeah. things. That was oh, every he, time. He was the MTV Movie Awards guy for like a while. And I think the Lonely Island guys, before they got yeah. SNL, oh, they, they would produce segments in between the movie awards One as year well. Lisa Kudrow hosted, the year mm-hmm. she was in Analyze This. See, during this, like, <laughs> that was the biggest thing in the world that year. It made over $100 million. A weird comedy about Robert De Niro. <laughs> now, I don't know if I heard this on the radio recently, but we're going to use Maya to mm-hmm. kickstart this thing. No, I'm not going to... Uh, I don't know what you're the trying Moulin to Rouge 13. song. Oh. Uh, oh. Sweet Lady Marmalade. Yeah, Marmala. yeah. Lady I'm not Marmala. even going there. And I don't know if this is played on the radio, but our friend Carolyn karaoke's it every time, so maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But my uh, join Blackstreet and Mace. Oh, my God! This, this outlived the move? Like, <laughs> it literally has. It's got the theme song in it. Oh, my God, I totally blocked this out of my mind. You could you could put this on a playlist and everybody will be fine. Like this somehow transcends Rugrats. Mace does look like a classic Chupo character. And it's like I don't know a single Blackstreet song, but they appear as guests in like 700 songs that I do know. That's all they did. Uh, maybe that is it. <laughs> and I love this fucking set. They like it's the it's only best, world's only and only necessary realistic depiction of Klasky Chupo animation. And they even like shoot it like the show. Like it's from a low angle so everything looks bigger than it is. And I always love this part. Nothing in my mind sums up like 1998 then Mace riding around in a Reptar mobile. Driving the Reptar wagon. (laughs) 
How are there not gifts of this all over? Why aren't I seeing this all the time? Oh, so that, that is, let's go, take I, me I, there. No, it's I amazing. A, I just sent you the definitive Rugrats rap if you want to play that. Oh, oh the commercial? It, yeah, the oh, commercial, which is Tommy like, Chucky I, feeling little I, Susie. I don't know Susie. why, but I still remember this like almost word for word after 20 yeah, years. Yeah, me too. Just out of curiosity, and this is probably directed more towards people listening, Rugrats, man, I could, we could probably do a list on, not many cartoon shows last more than two years, three years, four years, and then the list gets shorter when you yeah. go into five through ten. Rugrats yeah. was on for a long fucking time. It went away for a while, and then mm-hmm. it it's, it did a lot. We just talked about in 30, 2010 recently mm-hmm. how a lot of Cartoon Network shows would go away and get retooled and come mm-hmm. back. Rugrats did that a little bit. It didn't get changed much. Actually, the biggest change it took was it got dumber as time went <laughs> well, on. Well, it didn't. I, I think <laughs> it started as like a Nick tune that was for everyone, whereas like I was watching this when it came out, and I was probably like yeah, 13 yeah. or something. It, like, this it is was, funny. It, it was, was the second show in between Ren and Simpy and Dog. Like, like, but, but then it came like a wholehearted, like, Nick show mm-hmm. for like kids who are actually like toddler age. I mean, they play it at any point in the day, and it seemed like yeah. everybody was satisfied. It would be on, like Nick Jr. sometimes. Yeah. But so like, I am, I am curious. Like of all their shows, there's enough of this to rerun forever. <laughs> are they, or do they yeah. still rerun Rugrats? I don't think so. I don't think you. Still I don't anymore. have splat. Yeah. <laughs> but like their their we both just perfect say that their dialogue got like dumber and worse. They would say things like diapies when they used to say diapers. But like in the early seasons. The parents were the funniest, most most interesting yeah. part because they would be like commentaries on modern parenting. Yeah, but they would and they be would like the jokes. Superintendent Chalmers coming in and throw a wet blanket on everything. You're not really in a fucking foreign movie, Tommy. Take that safari <laughs> hat off. God damn it, little idiot. Um, I have no idea what to transition to now. Um, Dave, can you remember what this song is from? I, well, we did a commentary on this. So we did. I still remember it. We did. This but- is a Spache Jam. <laughs> This video is ridiculous. <laughs> Cornfields. It is like you could like you could you could reshoot this video right now with a, like a thirty dollar. Also, this is so totally different than Space Jam. Yeah. This, like as a kid, I thought that anyone, in that scene. If anyone besides R. Kelly sang this, mm-hmm. like this could be a gospel hit. <laughs> when but it, it just so happened to be sang by a guy who did, who did pee pee on unraised girls. <laughs> this was when he played basketball with his father in the backyard. Ah. And as a kid, I would watch that scene. I'm like this scene is so weird and slow. And like this song is so. Oh, wait, incongruous. Michael Jordan in the movie. Remember that? Uh, no. It's Michael Jordan as a kid. Because right? I wonder if Isn't Michael. Because it? it's about Michael Jordan. This his dad was tragically murdered. So I've never made him quit basketball. Like oh, he's yeah. so he's so racked with like with. He is he is dancing in front of a drive-in movie theater screen of Space Jam. It's all this makes now me wish I was dead. It's, it's Lola Bunny on a billboard. Uh, <laughs> but I've been dying. Like Matt, we've spoken a ton about Space Jam. I'm glad you're someone who's a little younger here can I don't know maybe defend it. Yeah, no, it better. sucks. I'm not gonna okay. defend the okay. fucking movie. That's all I need. That's Space Jam need. sucks, but it means a lot to people my age because it was huge mm-hmm. and it was like the reason Looney Tunes were still around for like I think so. Every I, decade the Looney Tunes come back, mm-hmm. they're big again, and then they fuck it up somehow. <laughs> Space Jam like brought them back and they were huge, and then they were just on too many commercials and stuff, and mm-hmm. and like you know we had things like but that's how it started it started with a successful 
string of Nike commercials. Yeah, it was and the Nike guy who directed it had directed I don't think any other movies other than Nike commercials. Yeah, and, and what sucks the if you look at the Nike, Nike commercials, commercial. they look amazing. Yeah, Space Those Jam does cool. not. It looks terrible. No, it looks like shit. The animation's bad. The CG they put over it is just not good. They they replicate a lot of stuff from Movie Frame Roger Rabbit, but really poorly. I that's what I hate most about it. Roger Rabbit, one of the best scenes in the movie, is where Eddie Valiant goes to Toontown, but. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like, that whole movie is filled of with how the fuck do they do that scenes? Mm. Except when Eddie goes to Toontown, you know exactly how they did that. Yeah. A guy stood in front of a green screen. Mm-hmm. That's what most, like, 90% of Space Jam is. And it's all just CG rendered backgrounds and yes. stuff. Like, it's not impressive that they did it. You point out in yeah. that commentary that, like, the same four people in the audience get just copied and pasted <laughs> There's not enough Looney Tunes again. characters, so yeah. they, they have to clone stamp them all. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> hampered by jokes about, like, Pulp Fiction and stuff that's, like, so of the time that's like, why did Looney Tunes... Like, I guess Looney Tunes cartoons reference modern pop culture at the time. You don't they realize did. It, but it's just so obvious and ham-fisted. Oh, no, we will this year have a, a, an episode proving once and for all Looney Tunes was fan, wasn't his family guy <laughs> Yeah, the 1940s. absolutely. And this wasn't any different, and it was, but it was just bad. It's not fun. I think most of the cast is not very good, I including think it, the voice. To, I, to hinge the acting performance on Michael Jordan. I think it's hard to hinge the well, performances no. on the Looney Tunes. Yeah. But Jordan sucks. He He's is terrible. not a good actor. He's absolutely yeah. Charles Barkley, much better. I'm He'd just marveling at this music video. I'm sorry. It's like, incredible. Yeah. Uh, again, R. Kelly, Conducting? kind of a disgusting dude. But he... The, so the beginning of the music video is him in a forest with billboards showing scenes from the movie. Now he's in on a basketball court in custom Space Jam colors and logos surrounded <laughs> by a choir. On both, yeah, on uh, almost both sides. <laughs> and he's, he's fucking... Uh, he's the orchestra. Like, he's fucking conducting them like he knows what he's doing he's just waving it around yeah waving it at his uh, oh Jesus Christ no more of that uh, there, it, but I love R. Kelly he can do no wrong <laughs> everybody get up it's time to slam now oh. So this, this one, no. I don't think this outlived the movie. I think it lived exactly as long as that movie. <laughs> this song's still, like, I think in as you count the internet memes, it is yeah. still alive and people don't care about Space Jam as much as they care about this song. Also, this song, Quad City DJs, this song it, it, fucking it, rules. It's not bad. And it did overshadow, like, I remember Quad City DJs that had the Come on Ride That Train. Yeah. This is almost the same fucking song. It's the same song. Yeah. But uh, you'd hear this at, like, sporting events. You'd hear yes. this everywhere. Not even just basketball. You'd hear it. At, and it's, it's oddly not as Space Jam specific <laughs> as... R. Kelly yes. song. Are you not like getting pumped up right no, now? Dude, I want to punch this. my fist through this table. I dig, I dig so the Quad City DJs song. I do. I really, I very much yeah. do. And their name is the Quad City DJs. <laughs> what does that mean? Is there a city called the Quad City? Yes. What we city is that? Up. Is it uh, Chicago? It's, it's, it's a group of four cities, like the tri-state area. But what cities is it? Uh, Are the cities that matter? Is one of them Detroit? I bet one of them is Detroit. Um, I don't know if you're the Quad City. We're I don't know. Quad City. Ah. Uh, Davenport, Bendendorf in Iowa, and Rock Island in Moline uh, in Illinois. Oh, of course. Surprised you didn't know that. Man. <laughs> I mean, that uh, explains why Brett liked him so much. <laughs> um, Fuck that movie. But the soundtrack rules. We have come to the end of the road of this segment. Wait, this was in a movie? Dude. Because I remember this being like, this is a number one hit for like like almost a year. The road. Cue your own obituary. Um, boys to men, end of the road. No, I believe this song debuted in the Eddie Murphy 1992 movie Boomerang, which oh I'm going to guess doesn't hold up that well in our <laughs> in our society that cares a little bit about tricking women and having sex. Um, but Is that what it's about? Kind of, yeah. Kind of about getting laid. Um, but this was a huge movie at the time, and the soundtrack was even bigger. And like, I think 
several of Boyz II Men's biggest hits came from other soundtracks, like Soul Food. And why do I know all this stuff? Yeah. But I tell you what, we don't. We'll talk about some other stuff when we get back from this short break. Hello everyone, Chris here. Some of you might have heard that I have gotten into a little bit of vinyl record collecting this year. I love it. It makes listening to music more engaging, more fun. It makes me think about it more than I ever did with MP3s or CDs. I'm really digging it. That's why I'm here to tell you about Vinyl Me Please, a record of the month club. The best damn record club, in fact. Laser Time listeners can save up to $40 on Vinyl Me Please by going to joinvmp.com slash lasertime right now. Each month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. And they send it out, sending it out, and they send it out to thousands of, and they send it out to thousands of their members worldwide. Each record has been pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please and features stuff you can't get anywhere else, like bonus tracks, inserts, colored variants, and sometimes even cocktail pairings. This month's record is Beach House's Devotion, one of the first bands I ever saw in San Francisco, and it's been remastered on two gold Cloudburst LPs on a double disc reissue in honor of the album's 10th anniversary. But if you don't like the if you don't like that particular record of the month club, remember Vinyl Me Please has a swap program where you can switch out that record with a previous Vinyl Me record from their archive. Recent record pressings include Moby's Play, Notorious B.I.G.'s Ready to Die, and Miles Davis's Sorcerer. So no matter what you're into, you're almost always going to get something renowned and seminal with a little extra stank on it. There are no contracts, no hidden fees, no extra charges, and top-notch customer service that can get you whatever you need as soon as humanly possible. So go to joinvmp.com slash laser time right now and save up to $40 on badass records. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 302010. Here's a clip from 1988. For me, on March 20th, uh, 1988, I got to hear a word on television for the very first time. Roger Moore. Octopussy. Next. <laughs> what an odd way to say pussy. I had not, I have kind of freaked out when I heard the title of this film. I wasn't aware <laughs> that it even came out. I didn't know anything about James Bond. And then all of a sudden people were just saying the word pussy in school. And it's on CBS. And like, holy shit, can you just do that? They have to say it if you name your movie that? <laughs> My movie's called Fuck Puppet. You have to say that, CBS. Uh, how, did, how did they get away with calling the movie Octopussy? There's actual octopuses in it. <laughs> so so it's a, a, there's a direct reference to an octopus's pussy. That was no, hard to say. Just, just the octopus. I actually don't know so. what it means. I've never seen that movie. Someone's name. It's someone's name? Kind of. Does she have eight pussies? Actually, we're never told. <laughs> <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. I was bruised and battered. I couldn't tell what I felt. I was unrecognizable to myself. Saw my reflection in a window and didn't. No, my own face, oh brother, gonna leave me wasting away in the streets of Philadelphia. Yeah, that's a sweet song yeah. to come in with. Jesus Christ. Is it from the movie Philadelphia? It is from the movie Philadelphia. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, making it the song Oscar winner Bruce Springsteen's um, <laughs> Streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> 
commissioned by the film for the film. A lot of uh, hard-working child molesters out there <laughs> working in Hollywood. It wasn't, oh, it's about AIDS. It's not about child molesters. No, making fun of the current climate of... Uh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, it's hard. When I was in the car for some reason, they had E Street Radio. My dad is huge into Bruce Springsteen. Uh, and I was just listening to it. The song came. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is a pretty decent song. Yeah. I, you hear it on the radio. You don't know that it's from a movie that's very hard to revisit. No, my preferred song about the streets of Philadelphia mm-hmm. is the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song. On West that Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, the whole, that's not the one. first verse is about <laughs> it. Yeah, but it's about moving to, across the country. <laughs> yeah. He has to he establish himself He gets in one little fight. He that's, takes a taxi across yeah. the country. Yeah, he, Except he, in the extended version, he flies <laughs> on a plane. On the TV show, Bruce Springsteen, one of the few people that's not a cartoon to win an Oscar for uh, best, best song <laughs> from a movie. Brett uh, McKenzie won an Oscar. He did. The year that two songs were nominated. Yeah, Three Six Mafia's got one. It's all good. It's all good, baby. But yeah, I want to give a little shout out. If he's listening to my friend Sherrod and Luke, it's like I need to get my dad a record for his for his, for Christmas. And this is there a new Bruce Springsteen album out? I'm like, no, it's Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Not always. Uh, I, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought he was perpetually coming out with new shit. Yeah. He's like, but if he likes it, he'll like this band called The War on Drugs. So me and my dad are wa- rocking out to oh. this new band that they called these indie hipster record store kids calling the album of 2016 it's really cool find somebody doing bruce springsteen sound moving on from that how about that because this my sister over the break pissed me the fuck off with she my parents house during christmas is like a vacation for me she comes she lives in town so she comes by every day to eat and like just i have some time before my yoga class and she'll just co-op the fucking television and watches the worst shit and one of them uh was spawned this stupid fucking song that you still hear constantly You know you've heard that. I, I know that yeah. song, but I cannot. It's tell Robin you Hood, movie. Prince of Thieves. It's right? Robin Hood, oh my God. Prince of Thieves. But, uh, and my sister wait. was watching that in 2017. Who, who like, what is wrong with you? I can think of like at least 18 but better wait, Robin Hoods. It, this is about Robin Hood, and he, but he's doing it for oh, yeah. one person. I thought he was doing it for the poor, who are many people. <laughs> uh, this song. No, no, now it's now it's getting me back in. Uh, I thought I hated it. Robin Hood should be American. I believe in that film. Brian Adams, early '90s superstar. Brian Adams, uh, not Ryan Adams, doing uh, everything I do from the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves soundtrack. And I just wanted to point this out because I point it out all the time. It's so weird when Disney steals someone else's theme song. <laughs> um, and Robin Hood Prince of Thieves uh, has a. It had a theme song that I think another movie company used as its logo because <laughs> it was pretty epic. <laughs> We've, have you heard it, that before? That I, sounds hmm. like a... Hmm. Is, uh, so, is that like... I'll be surprised of, if you can call out where I'm going to play the example from. Uh, it's it's one of those like movie company pre-movie trailer things, whatever they call them, <laughs> so title cards. Apparently Dave's bought as many Disney movies as I have because for some reason <laughs> when Disney wanted to announce its Blu-ray format, you, this is on every almost every Disney Blu-ray for almost 10 years, uh, you hear this. Here we go! Oh, I've definitely seen this a bunch of times. From the magic within our hearts to the adventure beyond the horizon. I just astonished, like, Disney, you have a Robin Hood with really good music. 
Why did you steal Kevin Costner's Robin Hood? Theme? But it's not epic trailer music. You're not gonna have them be like coming soon. A ticket to Ooh the Lolly. I thought it was like for some sort of like DreamWorks-esque like title card. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I could No, it was. It I think for maybe Morgan Creek or another yeah, movie company. No, it was. It, like, they no longer. Exist. It's been. <laughs> they no longer exist. They've been bought by Amazon <laughs> or Disney. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that that awful song has outlasted yeah. the awful, awful Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. The idea that he walks around in there and he's the same character yeah. from Dances with Wolves <laughs> and from Waterworld while Man. everybody else is affecting like a 14th if, century If you want to talk about like schmaltzy love ballads mm-hmm. that have outlived their movies, mm-hmm. I'm sending you one right now that... This was like the summer of movies that had like soundtrack Ooh. songs that I've compl- like I've never forgotten. This totally qualifies though. Oh, I sang this to a girl once oh, on no. Valentine's Day. <laughs> what movie is this from? The Google Dolls is Iris. City of Angels. Yes. What is that? Nick uh, Cage and Meg Ryan? Meg Ryan. Back when Nick Cage could yeah. be a romantic lead. Isn't there one of the Crow? Oh, I'm an angel. Oh, I'm an angel. <laughs> Isn't one of the Crow sequels called that too? City yes. of Angels? Yeah. It's the second Crow movie. The Bon Jovi one. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember this they coming out. The Crow is an example we didn't even get. Yeah. That's because a good one. I think Stone Devil Pilot's Big Empty premiered on that shit uh why do we that's a good so, soundtrack all around it's a crazy soundtrack at the time when um you know there were uh oh, wait no i have i have a little anecdote so for that. this is another thing where i think they just took out all the footage because like originally he's looking through the telescope and when he looks through and the telescope can. he sees scenes from the movie <laughs> this is the official goo goo dolls youtube page what the world? this is from a nick cannon movie no, no. Oh. <laughs> Nick Cage. Oh, Nick Cage. Nick, Nick Cannon? Nick, I heard Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon? <laughs> yeah, the Goo Goo Dolls and Wildin' yeah. Out. Uh, uh, but this, this movie and the song came out around Freer. the same time as uh, the Godzilla movie, Godzilla 1988, and the Godzilla soundtrack uh. with uh, Puff Daddy's Come With Me. And, so and, that, and, that and Bob Dylan's son's David Bowie cover. Yeah. We could be heroes. Could, no, he doesn't do that part. Oh, that's he right. <laughs> we can be heroes. Uh, <laughs> I just remember... I was, I, I saw this music video and "Come with Me" by Pup Daddy and uh, Jimmy Page, and I was playing Final Fantasy VII at that point, and I had the idea for anime music videos where I was like, both of these songs uh. are so, they they just tie into Final Fantasy VII so well. Ah, damn, Dave, load up that Camtasia and get on it. <laughs> for me, that was uh, Prince of Persia, Warrior Within, and Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day. I just would listen to that song over and over while playing that game. Can we talk about the Green Day? Do we have to play it? It's so dumb. It's like, oh, like yeah. Pow, d- Mal, what's that song called? No, Brain no. Stew, the Godzilla version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's already in there. It autofilled. It's one of your autofilled. How did it autofill? Because <laughs> you're a crazy person. <laughs> this has to be like. I'm having trouble trying to sleep. <laughs> That, that has to be like they, they have like twenty thousand dollars left on their <laughs> on their budget for the soundtrack, and they're like, "Well, we can't afford a new song from Green Day, but they'll let you they'll let us you put know, Godzilla sound effects." If we have song. Godzilla singing the track, it's technically a cover. <laughs> like we don't have to pay him. Godzilla gets royalties for that. Silly rights. Um, let's see if he does it again. <laughs> Dude, that is an official mastered track I, from I, fucking Sony. I just want to replace one of those roars with Brian Cranston saying, "I deserve answers." <laughs> I deserve answers. <laughs> All right, we uh, so we only have a few more minutes left, I uh, think. Um, well, I have a two for featuring one uh, sadly departed star. Yeah, uh, that one is 
I think it may be the poster, one of the poster childs for songs that outlive movies. And their singer. And yes. Oh my god. Are you kidding? This is on like every fucking every time I'm riding anywhere with a woman, I hear this song. Yeah. Uh, I this was synonymous with me doing Driver's Ed for like a summer. Because <laughs> we would play like it'd be like, you know, like four teenagers and one Harry teacher who doesn't want to be doing it. Uh, well, but we get to choose the radio station and. This, it was the summer of this movie and this song. I cannot wait for people. I'm going to make people wait for the movie because yeah. I'm shocked by this. This is clearly a Yeah, we also have to wait for the baby noise. Uh, it, <laughs> I said that over the break. Like, I don't know who made the choice to put a baby noise in here, but it's awesome. Yeah. What, what a great decision. One of is my there a baby favorite, in the movie? No. Yeah. But, yeah, movie. One of my favorite pieces of investigative journalism that didn't pan out and become like this really big story. Someone actually did all the legwork to find out who is this baby? Wow. <laughs> Who and is this baby? They found they got so close, but they could not figure it out. But they figured out like, okay, it was off of this record in the '60s, and here were the direct here, here were the directors on there, there the record. Was. Yeah. <laughs> it's also could have been I don't on the get it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. so wait, is this this isn't from Queen of the Dam? This is right? from no Doctor Doolittle. Oh my Eddie God. Murphy's <laughs> Doctor Doolittle. Yeah. Oh, I film I watched way too many yeah. times. Yeah, and it, it's also like. Dr. Doolittle doesn't show up until like halfway through the music video and again it's like <laughs> kind of the R. Kelly treatment where it's just like we have a screen in the back that it's on we had a good idea for this music yeah. video Norm and, uh, doesn't do a segment of this song does he? it's still it's still making me miss music Chris videos Ryan. building a giant set hiring a bunch of dancers never see it look anymore. at that set yeah yeah god damn it but Aaliyah had another song another song uh, from a, another movie soundtrack this was from Romeo Must Die oh, oh shit the that. DMX movie uh, I forget who the other one was. It's Jet Li and somebody else. Yeah, I think it's DMX. Or Steven Seagal. It's been a long time, long time. I shouldn't have left you, left you without a dope beat. Step two, step two. Who is that? He's not credited in the title. Oh. Damn, this is from Romeo Must Die? Yeah. You still hear this all the time. <laughs> What's weird is, like, Aaliyah was in a movie, Queen of the yeah. Dance. That no doesn't, she, didn't ha- she didn't have a soundtrack song on that. Did she not? She's like a soundtrack, ma- like, she had two of the biggest soundtrack songs of the 90s. And is I don't she think on the she Space Jam soundtrack, too? I don't, I don't know, she could have been. It has, like, 20 I mean, fucking she was, tracks. <laughs> she was with R. Kelly for Dude, a Chris Rock does a duet with fucking... Barry White on that soundtrack. Was she one of the Quad City DJs? I think so. <laughs> oh. Let's no one, no one, no one prove us wrong. Queen of the Dam. Does that movie suck? Yeah, I of watched it. Does. I watched it since I was a kid, and it, I remember it looking cool and being like, "This movie sucks." Yeah, you were young. What were you, how would you know? How would you know? <laughs> this movie fucking rules. Has the most '90s song in the most '90s movie. I know this song, but I don't know the movie. It also had songs from Everclear and <laughs> REM. Um, it You're has, not really narrowing it down. It, it, it has the author's name in the title. The and song? It's, it's or the movie? The movie. The movie does? And it's not Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, my God. It has a plus sign in the movie. Romeo title. plus Juliet? It is, oh. it is William Shakespeare's <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, directed by Baz Luhrmann. That movie rules. It, it's. I will go to back to that movie until the so end of time. Like, but that's the thing. Like, We love 80s movies because they were like, fuck that. We're going to do what's in right now, what's hot right now. And we're to live life on our sleeve. And, like, no hmm. movie really does that anymore except for Romeo and Juliet. That <laughs> shit is, like, let's revel in everything in the 90s. And the, the fact that they are, like, using but, Shakespearean dialogue over yeah, that is that incredible. That always seemed really off to me. Like, 
It's so modern clothes, but uh, way old. It language. is the longest music video you have ever seen in your whole life. <laughs> yeah. It is fantastic. It is really, really good. Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann's mm-hmm. Romeo. Baz Luhrmann's William Shakespeare's <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet. There, I said the full title. Someone reward me. Um, I think we're just about out of time. There's now. a movie you wanted me to, to talk about as oh, a millennial. I did. I did. Like Dave, you know what movie this is from? Garden State. Oh shit! You did get it. A, I, I'm just picturing Natalie Portman putting headphones on my ears and telling me this is the greatest song of all time. This <laughs> song will change your life. And it's the <laughs> blah, Shins. Blah, 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 blah. And I remember my friends who knew the Shins being like all pissy because they defined their identity over commercialism. And uh, uh, I knew about the Shins beforehand. Now everybody likes them. So what? Yeah. Were they good? Who cares? Like, but, but <laughs> they weren't that good. But they're on the. Go- this song became huge. I remember yeah. my girlfriend got huge. It's in not, every, I mean, every band I wouldn't call on being on the Garden State soundtrack selling out. Dude, at least at the time, because it was like the Garden State oh, soundtrack was like number one in the like yeah. it was in the top five the charts for months because yeah. of uh, like Zach Braff I would guess yeah. he had every decision he made every decision in that movie but the the backlash on Garden State I think kind of involves its music hmm. that it, 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 it's it, part of it if it had not if it didn't have such a cool soundtrack it wouldn't root it at a point in time in everyone's life and I, I saw the movie I'm like this is fine. This is. It's not that this is fine. It's just like this movie would be very impactful if I were not 22. Uh, but someone your age, Matt. Yeah, I was, uh, what, 14, 15? Mm-hmm. I was like the right age for this movie to mean something to me. And I fucking hate this movie. And I continue to hate it. You hated it when you saw it? Yes. I was. I mean, it was like 15. It was like 2005? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So I was like 15. Uh, this movie sucks. It's an awful film. It's a dumb movie. Everything it's trying to say is stupid and coming from an idiot who doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, everything about, like, oh, it's going to L.A. is so hard to be famous or whatever. Like, you're on Scrubs right now, dude. Who are you talking to? This this is never true for you. You got famous right away. So this movie is like, it's first of all, it's just Catcher on the Rye. It's the same thing. And I was reading it at the time, and I was like, this. I was reading because they used to read it every year. I cannot verify teenager. this. It's, have you ever read Catcher on the Rye? No. It's uh, going it. home and that kind of shit and being like, everything's weird, and I'm too artsy and cool and smart to be well, fit into this people. I'm running. Uh, I'm, oh no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Not Catcher on the Rye. Less than zero. Less it's, than zero. It's less okay. than zero. That uh, I understand. Uh, it's a different book about a guy going no, home same, during college. And, uh, uh, yeah, after I read it, I tried to shoot Reagan. It's just a <laughs> dumbass movie, and yeah, it leaned on the soundtrack, and it leaned on quirkiness, and I feel like this was at a time when Twee? People, Is that the right word? Twee, quirkiness, uh, Manic Pixie Dream Manic Girl. Pixie Dream Girl. Everyone's trying to be Wes Anderson and trying to get in on that yeah, arms long race symmetrical of, shot, like stares into camera. Yeah. Uh, that's what I remember this movie about. And it's about. just so vapid and so surface and so gross and dumb, and I hate this movie, and I like <laughs> Never watched you know, it. Again. Our buddy Greg had written something like the movie was so important to me back when my feelings were the most important thing. Exactly, <laughs> that's like, exactly uh, it. Like this is a movie for selfish people to think about how they're so much smarter and they feel things so much better than everyone yeah. else. Which was perfect for twenty-two-year-old 20, me. Yeah, and then I wish I could find. I wish I could find. No, I mean I haven't seen it since then, but I remember loving it in yeah. you know, like, two thousand four, two thousand five. Mm-hmm. But now it's like because uh, I was involved in like a like film stuff like film, film school adjacent stuff with uh, folks and they were a little younger than me and like this movie spoke to them like crazy mm-hmm. like I think, I think mainly in terms of like oh I could I can write whatever script I want and put my playlist in it yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah let me do that I lived in New Jersey I was an art student I was ready to like leave my hometown <laughs> mm-hmm. and be a famous art whatever podcaster the fuck. I know podcaster uh, and I had like like anyone with actual ambition should, should think this movie's stupid because it's about how your ambition and it's such a such a negative film about how like everyone I'm not famous because everyone's dumb I'm a waiter at this Japanese restaurant mm-hmm. where I put eyeliner on because I can't find the parts that are right for me because I'm just too smart and <laughs> unique for Hollywood to understand no thanks I'm not gonna do anything and 
you know what? I don't even hate Zach Braff. When people shit on Zach Braff, I'm like, Scrubs is a is a yeah. great show. He's uh, great I, in Arrested Development. Great season. Yeah, I th- I think he's I think Chicken he's, Little was amazing. I'm glad it's in Kingdom Hearts forever. I thought it was so. I enjoyed the backlash of this film because I was like, you're correct. Uh, when he came out with a movie called Wish I Was Here, uh-huh. I was like, oh my god, I guess everyone like used, everyone blew their load about making fun of Garden State that they weren't they weren't there to make fun of a movie literally called Wish I Was Here, <laughs> the dumbest title ever given to a film in my he, lifetime. Like, he crowdfunded, and then he yeah. got Was like, it that one? I think so. Yeah. Didn't he create some backlash on I mean, Yeah, he got, people got mad that a rich guy kickstarted A rich guy asked for money and then got more money yeah. from the studio. He's yeah. like, I don't understand, this is always the deal. Like, well, you never told anybody that. You said you wanted to, and then it turned out to be that's the deal with every Kickstarter. Like we learn sometimes, most of the time, we're a bit Shenmue, not our Patreon. Like Shenmue, Bloodstain, all those, all those Mm -hmm. big ones are like they have backers, they have actual financiers. Upfront about that, that makes total. Mystery Science Theater sold their thing to Netflix Mm -hmm. as soon as it got financed, Mm -hmm. and they had an actual budget. And I'm glad it did. Yeah, I'm glad it did. I'm not, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I'm glad it did. And we're missing, we're missing one big one here. Uh, Two more big ones because this one I hear, I, I cannot stand. Tallahassee's new rock station. It's got the same <laughs> voice, the same guy, been the same thing for thirty years. New rock or new rock and you rock. It's it's mostly like it's weird to hear like I didn't know Disturbed had eight more albums and <laughs> then you play something from every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And then there's new sounds like that, but also like my whole Nirvana fucking limp biscuit crazy town. Like that's still played. Uh but this this song makes me hate the red hot chili peppers. Mm-hmm. Uh it makes me hate them so very much. And take away my self-destruction It's bitter, baby, and it's very sweet I'm from a Crazy Taxi movie, right? Uh, so, let me ask you this Before I ask you what movie this is from Do the Red Hot Chili Peppers suck? I can't tell anymore They have one good song that they made a bunch of times And everyone got annoyed with, I think And, like, their dumb bing-a-bong-a-bong-a-bong Burbank shit Like, is so... <laughs> Is this is the video is very pleasant. If you look closely, you can see Chris Farley in the background uh, because this this song it's almost here somehow wasn't good enough to make it on the Blood Sugar Sex album, which I think is probably one of their biggest albums. It's where Under the Bridge and the Give biggest. It Away comes from. Uh, but no, it was a B-side to one of the singles that ended up debuting on the Conehead soundtrack. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. This in, it, up until they had a greatest hits album and compete with Tainted Love. <laughs> that, that, that I had the soundtrack for this song and Soft Cell and Kodachrome and there's an R.E.M. song that hadn't been officially released on there but for some reason that's just how the world worked back then hey the Coneheads needs music you can really ask the Chili Peppers was like, that Norm doing the uh, licensing yeah hey, uh, you know Chili Peppers have this B-side it's like called Soul to Squeeze like Soul to, it's called Soul to Squeeze but like if you wanted to buy that track in a pre-iTunes world you had to buy the Conehead soundtrack. <laughs> I think it may have been on like some seven inch, or you could have bought yeah. somewhere else. But it didn't appear on a CD you could buy until like 2003 when they. I read bought the Chili baseball Peppers. soundtrack because there was like three songs. Like, oh, yeah. I'd really like to, to have this. Yeah, I want beer. I, yes, all the time. That's <laughs> I want song, real people. big fish doing take on me. Real big fish. That's a, but like that song has yes, never left the fucking Tallahassee radio, and I'm like, this is so sedate and chili peppery. I hate it so much. Uh, and every time I bring it up, I'm like, this is from the Coneheads soundtrack. They made a Coneheads movie. I'm like, I need to get back to California. 
California. Just listen, <laughs> just listen to me. the John Doerr. Biggie Bong, Biggie Bong, Biggie Bong, Burbank. Just like that's everything you need to know about the, the made, fact that that fooled America. He made a lazy a Red song. Hot Chili Pepper song that people believed was a Red Hot Chili Pepper song. It was the leak of the next day's Super Bowl that this is the new song they're going to debut. That was crazy. It was real. That was crazy. Um, do you have the other Red Hot Chili Peppers soundtrack song? I do. Okay, because well, I don't have I, it. Oh, okay, uh, I, I have it. I just sent it to you right now. That's when I thought this was going to uh, be. Which I mean, it, maybe I'll live the movie by a little bit. I wish it had. No, it's still I love on the, the fucking radio. Yeah, you still hear this yeah. song. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the video is kind of re- regrettable when you're looking at it. And it's also how do you have animation that looks worse than Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> yeah, like could they not have paid Mike Judge a little bit to be like, hey, can you make us Beavis and Butthead style? I'm trying to remember who originally did this song. Ah, oh, shit. Roller coaster of love. Love roller, coaster. love roller coaster. So like, yeah, it's interspersed with these in Butthead Do America footage, but uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers in this video, they look like dude, they look the like girl in your rollers. grade who's like super into anime <laughs> and draws anime characters, mm-hmm. and she's like really good at it. But she should go to art school and like work on it some more, and then she'll be great. But it's like right now you're just doing good anime. They look like every other MTV show that followed the next ten years. It it does look like Red Hot Chili Peppers guest star in Undergrad. Yes, (laughs) yes, that's exactly the show. Oh, yeah. So they like they had the distinction of having two songs that are like more famous for being on soundtracks. And these about to do America holds up and is really fun. That movie's great. It's really fun. Uh, it's it just astounding when I look at it. It's widescreen, but other than that, they don't have a lot of frills to say we're it's, not on TV right now. You can see the budget in the detail, like I in the backgrounds so. and stuff, mm-hmm. but it looks, and it's it's a little bit better animated, but it looks the same, which is great. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no, so. like, usually the difference you notice in whenever they take a movie like Harold or Recess or whatever, mm-hmm. it's a TV show, and they make a movie out of it, they just put shading on it mm-hmm. and are like, that cost $10 million. They put more a drop dollars. shadow on, they move the camera twice. Yeah. And boom, we're a movie. And Beavis and it does not. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it has a same. terrible, like, like uh, CG shot where they where they're dancing yeah. in the casino, but it looks during awful. to the song, right? Hmm. And, of yeah, course, so. and there's a masturbation joke mm-hmm. too. They show him like pretending to roll yeah. dice, but it just looks like he's jerking off. But we're missing one big one. I wanted to see like if you like just people listening. What movie is this? Frank Farmer to see Miss Marin. <laughs> what? Alexander Graham Bell to see Miss Marin. I can't play any more of the music, but like on when we the topic of this episode, mm-hmm. soundtracks that outlive their movies. This is to the extreme. Mm-hmm. No one, I have never seen this movie. Is this still the highest selling soundtrack of all time? I think it might be, and that would the be Guardians uh, beat that. I don't. Th- I don't think we live in a world where people will buy. Yeah, we'll buy a soundtrack. Much. I, I remember Bodyguard being notable for like a year or two afterwards. Like it, I, the, I the ending of the uh, Simpsons episode. Mark I looked Hamill, into it. Yeah. It made four hundred million dollars yeah. worldwide. It was not. Not successful. I mean, I feel like for two or three years, a scene where it's usually two dudes, like mm-hmm. the dude is carrying another dude and the other dude sings, and I will always love you mm-hmm. because. And oh. I will always love you. Also, RIPD. <laughs> RIPD. <laughs> Um, that is Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Yeah. I think this is in, in the top 20 best-selling <clears throat> albums of all time. Mm-hmm. I have not seen, I have not thought of The Bodyguard yeah. in, <laughs> I think, 20 years, but I hear this song every time yeah. I'm I mean, on, it, on an FM station. In terms of just all-time popular soundtrack songs, it's probably up there with like uh, Celine Dion and yeah. Hard Will Go On, but that is tied to one of the biggest movies of all time. This is a movie that was 
notable for a couple of years in the 90s, but nobody remembers the bodyguard anymore. How uh, many times is Kevin Costner going to come up on this network in oh, this Jesus month? Christ. Hopefully this is the only time. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe when we talk about Bull Durham to that whole show about <laughs> it. He likes slow, wet kisses that last all. This, this soundtrack was insane. In yeah. terms of this idea, this is the most that. I do not hear anybody who watches The Bodyguard anymore, but you hear, but you unwillingly hear this song like every other day. Yeah. Uh, God damn it! Well, that's that's almost yeah. our entire show. I want like a gender flip version of The Bodyguard. Can we get did Beyonce not, protecting, let's say, Chris Pratt? Did you not see the Hitman's Bodyguard with Sam Jackson and uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds? Nice. They used this song in the trailer. Oh, they do. Oh, to, yeah, they did to conjure those bodyguard <laughs> memories that we all have. Uh, and I, I remember. Um, yeah, Someone was, please tell me if that movie's good or not. I took the opportunity. I'm not a fan of Dolly Parton, but I saw yeah. her in concert last year, and she talks about every one of her songs, and it's like the idea that she's been around and making music for 50 fucking years and still can play every yeah. instrument and can still sing, and she has all these weird anecdotes of like, you know, I wrote this song, and then Nora Jones covered it, and I liked her version better, so I'm going <laughs> to play that one. And she's she heard... Uh, can we use your song in The Bodyguard? And like, yeah, that sounds fine. You can go ahead and use that. And go like, ahead, Shug. <laughs> then you play me track like, oh, Suge, you done forgot a couple verses. So she's like, I'm going to try and perform this song like Whitney Houston <laughs> with the verses that they forgot to Whoa. record, restored. Like, it was really fucking weird. That, that, that had, someone forgets an entire... Like, it's a, this is a cover of a song that she did before. It is. It is a Dolly Parton cover. But the cover Houston. is old enough to afford to get car insurance on so Yeah, the cover... Well, I don't think it... At the time, it wasn't that old, but it just wasn't that popular. But a good song choice and a good yeah. song for someone who... Whitney Houston's range... R.I.P.D. Uh, is, is that that can't be the only dead musician we've come across during this <laughs> oh, whole thing? Aaliyah. We, Aaliyah was there. Oh, Aaliyah. Yeah. Really? Only only fucking black women she died in a plane crash. Yeah. Did she die? Oh wait, no, that's the TLC girl who died in a car accident. That's yeah. on film for some reason. Oh. Cool. Um, oh, I didn't know. Have you not that. seen that? No. It's like, but the camera's in the car, so you don't see anything grotesque. Was it Lisa Lopez? Around. Yeah, it was. Oh my god! Yeah, I you didn't can know that. See that on YouTube. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, we've been Laser Time. We've done a bunch of. Uh, this is one of our listening party shows. You can find out more at lasertimepodcast.com. We are almost 100% listener supported at patreon.com slash lasertime. Five bucks will get you over 100 uh, movie commentaries, exclusive videos, and we uh, do an exclusive show for you every single week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, lasertimepodcast.com or follow us on Facebook or Twitter for more. Use your searches. I forget the URL specifically. And. I'm filling up with a spit need hydration. <laughs> Anybody else have any plugs for us? Uh, you, did you say YouTube.com slash laser time? I did not. Uh, YouTube.com slash laser time where our videos <laughs> uh, live. Uh, click on that bell button. You get notification every time we put something up or we stream on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dave, anywhere people can see you? Uh, well, I'm a t- on Twitter at Dave Rudden. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I, I think he'll probably be like talking a lot about these movies, mm-hmm. talking a lot about these songs on thirty twenty. Indeed, mm-hmm. where we uh, look thirty twenty and ten anymore, years I, ago. I do enjoy it still. Yeah, every single it. Thursday, thirty twenty ten. You can find that at thirty twenty ten dot net, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We have a bunch of other podcasts there. Talking Simpsons, a uh, weekly chronological breakdown of every single episode of The Simpsons in chronological order. Uh, Let's and take a bunch vi- of cats together. <laughs> and Video Game Apocalypse, where we, some of the games we stream, we then talk about them and do like prolonged reviewy alcohol-soaked uh, <laughs> anecdotes about those games on Video Game Apocalypse every single Friday. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find it. We thoroughly recommend it. We love doing this for you guys. Hopefully we can continue doing it. Because Baby Driver made me want to do this so much, I'm going to just close out for no reason uh, the damn neat, neat, neat. I love that sequence in the movie. Baby Driver rules. Good night, everybody. I'll be your